Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the show, you can always text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Get the podcast, the live stream, the DeSantis interview that we did at the beginning of the show. Uh, You name it, we got it. Now I got to get to some news you might not have heard about. The Biden administration is giving taxpayer money in the form of an anti-terrorism grant to a university program that is explicitly putting the Republican Party, Christianity, and conservative groups into the same category as Nazis. The Media Research Center, run by my good friend Brent Bozell, is a conservative watchdog group. They filed a FOIA request. That would be a Freedom of Information Act request with the Homeland Security Department. Uh, They wanted to look at uh, the terror fighting program. I'm sure they got a tip-off. Turns out the Terrorism Task Force, and this is a quote from Brent, the Terrorism Task Force is engaged in an active effort to demonize and eliminate Christian, conservative, and Republican organizations using federal taxpayer dollars. What we've uncovered calls for criminal prosecution. The American people need to know those who are abusing their positions in the federal government. According to the Media Research Center's report, the Department of Homeland Security's Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Grant Program provides funds to various public, private, and non Profit institutions like universities and county governments to establish or enhance capabilities to prevent targeted violence and terrorism. One of the grants was the University of Dayton in Ohio. Hi, WHIO. How are you guys? I hope y'all are doing great today. Yes, University of Dayton for its Prevents OH program. The Department of Homeland Security awarded $352,109 to draw on the expertise of the University of Dayton faculty to fight domestic violence, extremism, and hate movements. The university's grant program submitted to DHS linked to a footnote of a controversial Dayton conference where an academic researcher prevented a chart titled The Pyramid of Far-Right Radicalization. Among the organizations and movements displayed on the pyramid were the Republican Party, the Heritage Foundation, the American Conservative Union, Fox News, Breitbart News, the National Rifle Association, PragerU, Tea Party Patriots, Make America Great Again Movement, 
Blue Lives Matters, and the Christian Broadcasting Network, CBN. The pyramid also included hate groups like The Base, a neo-Nazi paramilitary group, and The Daily Stormer, a pro-Nazi publication, lumping them all together. And, And the way they do it, the smaller the size of the pyramid, the more extreme. So at the base is the Republican Party, the Heritage Foundation, the National Rifle Association, the Christian Broadcasting Network, Fox News, the American Conservative Union. And then you go up one level to more extremism. You get Quillette, you get uh, Turning Point USA, you get PragerU, you get Breitbart, you get MAGA. And then you go up one level from it. Notice they they also would put in the second level InfoWars, the Alex Jones cookie site. You go up one level from it, and you get the white supremacy groups like the neo-Nazis and the Daily Stormer. Do you know I got put in the Daily Stormer once as an aside? I, When I was running redstate.com, I, I banned Ron Paul supporters from commenting about Rand Paul. And the reason I did it was not because I didn't want Ron Paul supporters at Red State. It's just the only ones we seemed to get were the ones who really did hate the Jews. And so I was like, no, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with you guys attacking Israel and making every opposition to Ron Paul some sort of uh, Jewish plot. So I blocked them. So someone doxed me. They put my home information and phone number in the Daily Stormer, which is a website for neo-Nazis and white supremacists. I literally got a call at my house and the voice on the other end, are you married to the whore of Babylon? Really, that's I, I'm not making that up. Person, really, are you married to the whore of Babylon? And then hung up. <laughs> like, no, dude, my wife is she's taller than me and knows how to use a shotgun. She she'll be coming for you. <laughs> and then above that on this pyramid is like the the really hardcore white words. But the foundation, the foundation of the pyramid, the thing that props it all up is the Heritage Foundation of the Republican Party. In 2021, the University of Dayton held a seminar called Extremism Rhetoric and Democratic Precarity. Featured several experts on extremism who compared mainstream conservatism to genocidal extremists. One speaker at the conference, University of Cincinnati researcher Michael Lodenthal, presented the Pyramid of Far-Right Radicalization portraying it as an accurate depiction of the modern far right. A third speaker, Nicole Wittersheim, Deputy Washington Director for the Human Rights Watch and former Senior Policy Advisor of the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum Center, compared Ron DeSantis proposing a volunteer civilian military force to assist the National Guard in emergencies such as hurricanes to the Nazis' Holocaust. According to the Department of Homeland Security, the university date was not a TVTP grantee at the time of the seminar and received a grant the following year when the department was already aware of what was presented. Wow. There you go. Now, I got to tell you, a buddy of mine was at the gym the other day. He's just graduated from college and he was saying, hey, I got a question for you. So he's going into the Foreign Service. And he said, I, I, I had to take a class, and I, I took a class on 
uh, modern political structures, and it turned out to be a class entirely on how the right is like radical neo-Nazi white supremacists. Taught at the University of Georgia. University of Georgia, the guy says he, he went in thinking this was just a political science class, said the entire class, the entire semester was how Republicans today are even on the left side of the Republican Party, a bunch of white supremacists. And they get worse from there. It's all Nazis. All of them Nazis. This is at the University of Georgia where they're teaching kids that the Republicans are a bunch of Nazis. The fever dreams. Trump really broke a lot of people, didn't he? I mean, they always they always say this. So I, there are a lot of people out there saying, oh, the problem with Ron DeSantis is he comes across as extreme. You could get someone more moderate in there. You could get a moderate person and he could the, the media wouldn't portray this person as extreme. I, I don't know. Uh, a uh, Mitt Romney. A man who was accused of being a bigoted, racist homophobe when he ran for president. who put his dog on the roof of his car. Or, I don't know, John McCain. Remember, John McCain was the maverick. John McCain was the maverick. He was the hero of the media. He challenged George Jimmy McBushitler Halliburton and lost because Karl Rove was a racist. And Ralph Reed was a racist, and, and they caused John McCain to lose to George Jimmy McBushitler Halliburton. And for eight years, we suffered under the authoritarian, tyrannical regime of George Jimmy McBushitler Halliburton. Owned by Halliburton, kin to Hitler from the Bush family wing of the Illuminati, who got us into war in Iraq because of Halliburton contracts. Until one fateful day, a Muslim protester threw a shoe at him. That Muslim protester was heroic. And John McCain questioned him and stood up. And then John McCain had the audacity of challenging the first black president of the United States, the Obama Saya himself, who walked on water who hotboxed his way to the White House with a communist mentor. John McCain challenged that guy, and he became a racist, a bigot. War hero no more. He stood in the way of the Obama side. He was like a Judas, and he picked Sarah Palin. Four years later, along comes Mitt Romney, a profoundly decent human being who you may not like his politics, but you cannot deny. Good dad, raised a great family, loving husband, nice person, but he's a racist, awful, terrible Mormon bigot. How dare that man? But he certainly has rebuilt his reputation being a Republican. He's the new maverick in the Senate. They love him now that he's not challenging Barack Obama. I mean, you can't. There's no such thing as a moderate Republican when they're running for president. Every single one of them is a racist. One of my favorite stand-ups from Bill Maher was when Donald Trump 
was actually secured the Republican nomination. And Bill Maher, this is before his really anti-woke shift. He's on TV, on HBO, and he's like, guys, yes, we told you George W. Bush was a racist and he really wasn't. And we told you John McCain was a really racist and he really wasn't. And we told you Mitt Romney was a racist and he really wasn't. This time we mean it. We're serious. He really is a racist. You can't. Nobody believes you when you cry wolf that much. Nobody believes you. But man, since Trump, so many people on the left are just so broken now. They are all, all of them, a bunch of racists. All of them. They're, 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 they're just, every Republican is bad. And this dominates the national press. There is no nuance left. You're either on the cause of the righteous on the left or your bigots and homophobes on the Republican side. So for these people in the media to say, oh, you know, Ron DeSantis, we, we can get a more moderate Republican. We can get a moderate Republican who not as a put-offish to those of us in the media who are smart and sophisticated. And we would like, no, you can't if they have an R next to their name. They're considered like retrograded evil empire. But here's the reality. Though universities are trying to indoctrinate kids, it's not working as much anymore. People have kind of realized that they're all full of BS and that there's no satisfying the media unless you give them what the left wants. And the public is reacting to the wokes. That's why DeSantis can make his case and talk about DEI and CRT and the rest of the stuff because the public gets it. I mean, look at the backlash to Bud Light. Look at the backlash to Target. Target is now pulling its pride displays out of its stores. It, it's it's getting rid of the merchandise designed by the Satanists because the public backlash. People have had enough of this stuff. And the media is so in the bubble they don't even realize it. These universities are so in the bubble they don't even realize it. You know what I would really love is if a Republican gets elected to the presidency and just guts the student loan program. A lot of these colleges would go out of business overnight. They've only sustained themselves with subsidized student loans. You get rid of the student loans, you lower the cost of education, but also you get rid of a lot of the bad, greedy, corrupt institutions out there that are just peddling racism and indoctrination instead of educating kids and giving them useful degrees to get out of college with. That would be nice. That's why they're scared to death of Republicans getting elected, because a lot of Republicans are like me and want that to happen. Greetings, welcome, delighted to have you. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Ron, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Oh, thank you for taking my call, Eric. Love your show thank and you. love your openness about your faith. That's very refreshing. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> my comment or question, however you want to combine what I'm wondering and have wondered a long time, I'm a retired uh, special needs teacher, and I've always thought that one of the best financial moves we could make would be to eliminate the Department of Education. And uh, I agree with what you also said about the idea of getting rid of the the uh, student loan program, too. I remember when it started, I took out a loan of $300 to get me through my senior year when I was student teaching. And that was the first thing I paid back, even though they forgot to tell me there was a surplus of teachers and I couldn't find a teaching job. 
I went to work in retail instead. But anyway, what do you think about the elimination of the Department of Education? I just thought it was always too I, much duplication. Yeah, listen, I, I think we should. The The problem is most people think the Department of Education is somehow useful, and it's really not. I mean, education is right. not in the Constitution at the federal level under Article One, Section 8. It's at the state level. All the federal government does is provide some supplemental money. But with all that money comes massive regulations, and they oversee a student loan program that has caused the price of tuition to go up at colleges around the country. Now, why has it caused it? Just so you understand, this is basic economics. You give people access to large pools of money, and they don't have to make a payment at all until they finish getting their degree. The colleges can keep raising their tuition rates. People keep getting the money, and there's no consequence for it. The consequence only comes after the fact, and that's the problem. That's what happens. And it causes so many colleges to keep raising their tuition in excess of the cost of inflation because it's it's easy money for people to get access to until they have to pay it back. We should wipe out the student loan program. We should get rid of the Department of Education. It would save us a lot of money and a lot of bureaucratic red tape. I mean, think about it. They just send money to schools and then say, well, now that we've sent you money, you've got to let boys get in the girls' bathroom. That's what they do. Um, strings come attached to all of the money, and those strings are used by progressives to undermine your values. Now, I don't want you to undermine your portfolio, and with the way inflation is these days and the stock market and possible more interest rate hikes, you might be seeing some turmoil in the market, and you might want to ease the ebbs and flows of that with precious metals like gold and silver. Reach out to Advantage Gold 800-450-2566. You can reach out to them and get educated on how to use gold and silver in your portfolio. In fact, you can get a free gold IRA investment kit from them. They've got a great staff. They've got great prices. They're TrustLink's number one highest rated gold and silver company seven years in a row. So what you do is you call them 800-450-2566. Tell them I sent you. And just ask them about using precious metals. Let them educate you. There are rules for compliance uh, if you're putting them in your retirement portfolio. And you got to comply with those rules or they don't count. And Advantage Gold can teach you those rules, make it easy to understand, and provide you access to gold and silver you might be interested in. It's not for everybody, but if you think it might be for you, reach out to them, 800-450-2566. Call Advantage Gold. Tell them I sent you. Get the free gold IRA investment kit from them, 800-450-2566. Let Advantage Gold answer your questions about precious metals and investments. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I got to play you this audio. This is Cori Bush, the progressive member of Congress, about the gas stove issue. Remember, they said they weren't getting rid of them. I can only imagine the number of my constituents who are unknowingly being poisoned by their gas stove in the state that it is without this proposed rule being in effect, especially young children, our elders, and people with disabilities who are disproportionately at risk for contracting respiratory illnesses. One more. As we have heard over and over again, this is not a ban on gas stoves. This is not a ban on gas stoves. This is not a ban on gas stoves. 
We would love to see actual action that saves lives, but we continue to see from our Republican colleagues actions that make, that loosen regulations, uh, that make it easier for humans to lose their lives, make it easier for humans to be, become ill. Gas stoves have an enormous impact, a negative impact on the climate and on humans' health. We've said it over and over again, including contributing to childhood asthma, and that's a big deal. Respiratory illnesses are a big deal. Energy efficiency standards benefit American consumers by lowering the risks that are associated with gas stoves and saving them money on their utility bills. The Department of Energy's proposed rule on energy efficiency for consumer cooking products is part of the normal course of business, and it is required actually by law. The proposed rule is also part of an effort to catch up on the long overdue updates to energy efficiency, those standards that fell to the wayside during the Trump administration. The proposed rule also has the support of consumer protection organizations, such as Consumer Federation of America and the National Consumer Law Center. Ah, uh, yes, progressive groups. Uh, she says they're not going to ban gas stoves, but gas stoves are killing everybody. When, when did this? Have you noticed what's happening here? All they they can do now is they parade a, a, a parade of terribles. Everything is either got to be banned or got to be forced on you. There's no options. They say they don't want to ban the gas stove that is causing you to die. They just want to regulate it out of existence. That, that's all they want to do. They're not banning it. They're just driving up the cost so much you can't buy one. This is the new tactic of the left, and they're doing it complicitly with the media because the media is of the left. They say it's not happening until it is happening, and then you're an awful person if you don't want to go along with it. What is not mandatory must be banned. What is not banned must be mandatory. So you're not allowed to have the gas stove. And they'll punish you for having it. When did suddenly people just start dying? I mean, this wasn't happening. They, they weren't killing kids in the Obama administration. The Obama administration was fine. It's only now suddenly in what it is, of course, is climate change. So it goes back to my conversation with Governor DeSantis when he was talking about his, his record on conservation and the environment, that they are exempting gas stoves from sales taxes now in Florida so that it lowers the price for people to be able to buy them, but they do want to leave the environment better off than when they found it. That, that's what DeSantis said, that we should be leaving the world better than when we found it. But that doesn't mean driving up the cost on the middle class. What is really going on here? In the name of climate change and population control is they want to control you. Have you noticed how this stuff has just started escalating since COVID lockdowns? They got a taste of the control. They got a taste of controlling you and they like it. They want to control you. They want to decide what sort of car you're allowed to drive, how many kids you can have, the stove you can cook on, the food you can eat, where you can go to work, 
where you can vacation. And, and the thing is, they don't want to do this for themselves. They don't want to, they, they, they don't want to allow you to dictate to them. They want to dictate to you. It's all about their control of you. They claim expertise and that gives them carte blanche to rule over you. We are a nation not headed towards socialism or communism. We are a nation headed towards technocratic authoritarianism, which looks like socialism and communism, except it is expertise. And it's got to be the right kind of expert. No biologists are allowed. Only the women's and gender studies grads are allowed. They're the experts. You got to put them in charge. The grievance mongers are the new experts because it's all about control and indoctrination of your kids. They come at you from your stores. They put their pride displays up, hire the Satanists to design the clothes, and you're a bigot if you're not down for the agenda. You don't want Bud Light, you're a bigot. You don't want to shop at the pride display, you're a bigot. You don't want your kids watching that that dinosaur show. Have y'all heard about that? I think it's on Disney, and it's like hardcore, aggressive sexual indoctrination for kids. Well, you're a bigot if you don't want to watch it. Yeah, apparently they, they they had some episode. I saw a clip. I think Matt Walsh or somebody put up, and it was it was some uh, dinosaur explaining how well two dude dinosaurs they love each other and they want to be parents together and make a life and a family together. And and unfortunately, they they've got to find someone else's eggs to be able to build their family. And it's all perfectly natural, though. Okay, dinosaurs, and it's escalated after COVID. It has escalated. Because they got a taste of the controller. They really like it. And they saw how manipulable some people are and compliant too. I'm telling you, Republicans could just run a campaign in 2024. Ron DeSantis' motto seems to be the great American comeback. That's what he says in his ad. Donald Trump is make America great again, again. They all got to, I'll tell you, what would, I think the winning message is just leave us the hell alone. Just, just leave us alone. Most people just want to be left alone. They don't want to fight a culture war. They don't want to have to go to the school board to complain about the pornographic book in the kindergarten library. They don't want to have to take on the NCAA over over boys and girls sports. They don't want to have to do that, but they got to do it. They don't want to do it, but they got to do it because nobody else is doing it. They just want to be left alone. I think that would be a compelling message for people. All right, to the phones. Gary, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Gary. How are you? Hey, it's your friendly bigot from Flowery Branch. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. good. I wanted to tell you what I did. Uh, my wife and I went to Target the other day and bought a $150 Keurig coffee maker. Well, I had it in the car because I couldn't open it. And then that night I saw on Fox about the pride display. And I said, I've had enough. So yesterday, very calm, cool, and collectively, he went over to Target, asked for the manager, went up to the service desk, asked for the manager. She came over, and I said, I just want to let you know this has nothing to do with you, nothing to do with everybody that works here, because you're in my neighborhood especially, but I am returning this. I want my money back. 
And, um, you know, you can call corporate or whatever, but I will not be shopping at Target anymore. You know, says, well, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. I said, well, you guys started it and we're going to try and finish it. Well, good for you for standing up for your values, Gary. Appreciate you letting us know. By the way, uh, Fox, you say they're, they're, they have walked it back. They don't want to have what happened to Bud Light happen to them. Uh, corporations are starting to take notice that you can go too far with this stuff. Look, I mean, next week we know what happens. Uh, everything turns to rainbows and unicorns for a month. It, it's what we've come to expect from corporate America. But they really have just kept ratcheting it up. And normally when you ratchet something up, you, you, you can't take the tension out. And suddenly it seems like consumers have had enough. And it really started with Bud Light. There was actually a story today. I, I think it was at Fox. It might have been at CNBC that other beer producers in the country are really kind of horrified what has ha- happened. Like the pressure campaign, the, the boycotts, people have just gone out. And let, let's be honest here. Bud Light is not good beer. Miller Lite and Coors Light, if you're wanting for national, like, like mass-produced light beer, Miller Lite and Coors Light are vastly superior. I have both in my fridge. They're vastly superior to Bud Light. It doesn't taste good. But a lot of people, they grow up, or they started in, in high school. So somebody buys them a cheap pack of Natty Light or, or Bush, and they move to Bud Light, and that's their grown-up beer choice. And that's just what they stay with. And they assume, well, all the other beers taste like this beer. And then they don't want to buy it anymore. And they go out and they find a better beer. And they're like, why was I drinking that trash? Once you leave, you're not going back. That's the problem. No one really likes Bud Light. It's just the the cheap thing that they drink. And there are better options. And I'll tell you, one of the, the great options out there are the local beer brewers. Because there are a lot of good craft beer brewers out there. So a buddy of mine, uh, Hugh, went with me to this resort called Barnsley Gardens. It's in North Georgia. We were going to go play golf for the weekend. Uh, Basically, we filled up a cooler with beer, and we went and played golf for three days and smoked a lot of cigars and drank a lot of beer, and we both needed to unwind and decompress after a couple of just crazy months of work. Our wives, God bless them, allowed us to go. And several of the local um, beer brewers in town near me like sent me some. I'm not an IPA guy, but they, they sent us both. The, the amount of really good beer, beer that tastes like beer, not like fruit, that you can find at local breweries around America now is incredible. And so much of it so better than the mass-produced stuff. Uh, and people realized when they gave up Bud Light there were options. And that's the problem. These other beer manufacturers or beer producers are taking note of that fact that there are so many other options. There are not as many other options for stores. Target, to a degree, can be safe in that regard. Like, I, y'all, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't like the shopping experience at Walmart. I don't. There are hardly any cashiers. There are so many people Everything that is just the aisles are slammed. There's cluttered. It gives you claustrophobia. I, I, I don't like the shopping experience. My 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 great favorite shopping experience is .com because there I do not encounter the thing I ho- hate most in life, humanity. They're not there. I go online and it's a screen. There are no people. I click what I want and they ship it to my house. And if they ship me the wrong thing, I'm one of those people who don't even take it back. I'm like, it's not worth me having to go deal with humanity to try to return this thing. 
Just throw it away, usually. Unless it's really expensive. Then I'll make an effort. I don't want to deal with humanity. But if I got to deal with humanity, I, I, I would have rather gone to Target than Walmart and now got to go somewhere other than there. But they seem to be walking it back. Um, it, people have just had enough. It's a consumer reaction to the wokes. People are tired of it. Now, you may be tired of other things like your computer network. And y'all, so in 15 minutes, I am getting in my car and I'm driving Division Computers to pick up my son's new gaming PC. They have custom built it. They they spent time with me. Listen, if you've got a business, you can go through the process I went through. They talked to me. What does your son need? And I gave him what I know his needs are. And they said, what does he want? It's like he wants a gaming PC. I know he needs a good GPU. I don't know anything about GPUs. He needs a high refresh rate. Here's the games he likes to play. They're like, oh, well, you probably want two monitors for him. You're going to want a Bluetooth. You're going to want Wi-Fi, obviously, Ethernet built in if you have it. They built this thing for him. Like a week, they put it all together. It's fantastic. I'm going to go pick it up today. You can get that for your business. You can get that for your home. You can get that for your family. And then you get their world-class customer service. So I'm sure there will be something I can't figure out, and I will be able to call them at 404 Compute, and they will answer the phone, not put me in that that phone light like hell where you go press 1, press 5, press 2, press 5, press 7, press 9, and then they disconnect. They answer the phone. If your business needs computers, let Vision provide them for you. Work with them to build them, and they will take care of you. Set up your email. Set up your printer. Help your employees for your house. You can't figure out your computer? Call Vision. They'll do it. And if you don't have Vision, you can sign up with them for a low annual fee, and they'll become your tech support even if you didn't buy your computer from them. Don't go to the big box store and buy the generic PC off the shelf. Go to Vision and let them build you what you want that will last and be upgradable and save you money long term. VisionComputers.com or call them 404-COMPUTE. Ask them about the Eric Erickson special. 404-COMPUTE or visioncomputers.com. Thank me later. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here across America. We're towards the end of the show, and we must talk about my child, my oldest child, not my younger child. We must talk about my oldest child's favorite topic, which is Taylor Swift, the singer. So apparently, she broke up with her longtime boyfriend, as she is prone to do. She has a new boyfriend who turns out to be the friend of the old boyfriend, which is scandalous. But the guy's a singer for some group, the 1975s or something like that. And I I don't know his name. I don't care to know his name. I've heard the story enough, but I don't know. But he's apparently problematic because he's not hyper-progressive. So some woman with pronouns in her Twitter bio, you should never take someone seriously who does that, has done a 16-part tweet about Taylor Swift's new man. She went to the concert and she's racked with guilt. Before I leave for New York, here's my thread on seeing Taylor Swift this weekend while she's dating a racist, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic, overall problematic white man who is none of those things, by the way. While I don't necessarily owe anyone this thread, it's important for me to take my public leadership seriously as if anyone takes this woman seriously. I've spent the last two weeks trying to listen to as many marginalized fans of Taylor as I can, trying to follow their lead on how we can or can't separate the person from the art. I don't have easy answers. 
Some marginalized fans are choosing to keep engaged with Taylor's music at some level and some art. I'm trying to figure out my place with my privilege. It's not news to me that Taylor's not a bastion of intersectionality. I would not call her a role model for my children or my littles, she calls them. Taylor's financial situation alone is enough reason for me to stand on the opposite side of her ethically. I want our government to tax the poop out of her earnings and will continue to vote to make that happen. Billionaires should not exist. <laughs> this woman's giving her money to go to a concert. I have wrestled with attending her concert this weekend and know that her poopy, harmful decision to date the man will impact my experience in ways that I wish it wouldn't. I also know the bulk of white women will be there, have not thought critically about being there. I often wish that public figures would simply talk about the privilege wrestling they are doing with complicated things, even in broad terms like I'm doing here. This is me acknowledging the reality that is happening and saying to you, I'm not just ignoring you. Taylor is doing something wrong and harmful. She doesn't hold responsibility for men's actions, but she does hold responsibility for her own My biggest commitment is to keep following the lead of marginalized fans. Following that lead, I'm choosing to go to the concert. (laughs) These people are not right in the head. That's like they're using social media for groups. How are you that miserable about another woman's decision to date a man? You know when you were in, like, high school and you saw the girls who never hung out with other girls and liked to hang out with guys and you thought they were suspicious? No. Turns out those are the girls who knew about the other girls were nuts and crazy and they didn't want to deal with these psychos either. Good Lord, these people. At least they give us a laugh. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.